Who the Wild Things Are with Ryan McGuire. You gotta listen to your body. Oh my God, maybe, you know, I could get out there. I could do this. Let's take a ride. Find your wild side. Real stories. See with your own eyes. It's so beautiful. I'm gonna have the best time out here. Yeah, I was in tears. I was just like, that's the best, man. Welcome back, everybody, uh, to Who the Wild Things Are. This is episode six. I cannot believe we're on episode six. This is the podcast that brings you guys, people that turned their passions into priorities. And it's already episode six. I feel like yesterday I was just getting on with Donnie Dust for episode one. So it's moved really quickly and uh, it's been so awesome. All the positive feedback from you guys, people saying that they're getting outside more often uh, after hearing these amazing stories from these folks. So that's the, that's like the coolest, best compliment I could have. It almost makes me want to cry, but I'm not going to because I'm a man. All right. Anyway, we just got back from the mountains, back in the city for a little bit. We're going back. So after this, I'll be gone for about a month. Uh, I'll have a phone for maybe a couple of the days, but pretty much no phone. So that means know who the wild things are. That means probably not uh, a lot of interaction, but if I don't answer you, just know I love you guys. And uh, I would definitely reach back out to you when I get back. So with all that said, let's get Chad on here and uh, let's get this thing popping. Chad, I think is in a cave or in the woods or something. Let's figure it out. There he is, the man. Hey. Dude, you look like a- How's it going, snack. man? Hold on a second. Give it a second. I think we got a bad connection. Okay, we'll give it a second. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it's going. Sometimes it takes a minute to get uh, for the connection to get established. I'm gonna grab the phone. Okay. I'm gonna walk around a little bit. It's just this is a really awesome spot, and I got it all set up. <laughs> so, so let me see if I go over the hill. No worries. If uh, there's a better connection over there. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for bearing with me, man. Um, yeah, man, my pleasure. I've been looking forward to this. Um, well, yeah. So, um, like you know, Chad, this is a show about people that turned their passion into priority, and that's I think why you and I connected is because you're a guy that you did a lot of different things in life, and then you decided that freedom was kind of the most important. And, uh, and you made a big switch and a big change. And now uh, a couple million followers later, you're hanging out in the bush, uh, making acorn bread. So, so uh, if you can tell us, how, how did the change start? Where, where, were you, where were you at that you got fed up with life and, and decided this is what you were gonna do? You know, how did I get into this? Yeah, where was the transition from, I'm done messing around with this, Regular life, I'm going to go do something atypical in the bush and kind of live more freely. Um, the big change really started happening around the time of the recession in like 2008. Having a, a family, financial obligations. Um, Everything just kind of fell apart. 
just uh, financially, my earnings dropped a lot and I uh, had to make some really tough decisions and, uh, and life adjustments. So I, um, I, I ended up uh, living alone for a while in uh, my vehicle, now sleeping in my vehicle. I was working, I was always working, but my income just dropped a lot. And uh, I typically had always had two jobs pretty much all my adult life. And then um, I just remember I was looking for as many ways as possible as I could imagine to cut my expenses. So I wasn't paying rent. I had a lot of debt I had to pay. And so uh, not paying rent, sleeping in my car, that um, helped me to balance my finances a bit. And then I was looking at food. And I was, uh, I, I, I had acquired, at that time I acquired a few books about edible wild plants. And uh, I started going in the hills, collecting plants, learning about plants collecting plants to eat. And I, I just started right at that time, I made this connection about how it never really hit me before, but I started to realize how nature provides everything we really need to live. That's right. You know, cause all your life you're like, okay, you got to get a job, got to have your money. You got to go to the store to buy your stuff. You got, you have all these bills, you know, you're taught that you have to have, that's what you need to live according to our modern culture. But I start seeing that, gosh, you know, this, this food out here, it's, I bet it's way more nutritious than what you get in the, in the supermarket, you know, yep. um, there's very little information, you know, about medicinal properties or, or nutritional value because it's just not studied because there's, it's not sold, you know? And I started realizing how, you know, um, a lot of the stuff that's like this, these popular foods with, you know, that they, you know, there's always a new food that comes out that's super food or, you know, it's so good for you. It's super high in such and such vitamin or mineral. And, um, and they're, they promote those. And, and I, I realized that the only reason they're promoting it is, yeah, it's probably good, but they're making money off of it. That's why they're promoting it. And so all these forgotten plants that are around me right now, as a matter of fact, um, they're not studied. They're not promoted because there's no money in it, you know? Right. And so you don't hear about them. And so I just started putting my faith and trust more into nature and eating plants and, uh, and then eventually bugs and other things. And, <laughs> and, uh, you know, even though there's not even a lot of information on it. Um, so that, that was a, a big part of the transition. Now this, this whole thing went on for years. Okay. I, I lived out of my, car for a few years and you know sometimes my parents uh you know sleeping on the floor or um but but mind you i was always working i wasn't some lazy some lazy ass <laughs> bomb or something you know i was working you know i had like i said i had debt to pay and and family and stuff so i was doing all this and i and i always as a young child or teenager growing up always kind of had this idea or desire to to um, be like a uh, National Geographic photographer or videographer. I always loved movies and and I wanted to make movies. 
and uh, I, you know, I love being in nature. And, and oh my God, this is so beautiful out here, by the way. <laughs> um, and so I always had this dream in me, and um, I, I got into doing stock photography right around the time of the recession, selling it online. Uh, it's just general generic photography that you put online. When people buy it, then you get a commission. And so I did that with uh, photography and you can do that video and audio even. And so I started doing that and I saw potential in getting residuals and making very little money at it. But I saw a potential. I could do something I like doing. And I found that when I would travel, I could take pictures and video and sell it. And eventually I, I started like making some, a little bit of money on that to where I was actually able to pay my travel expenses. And uh, so that just like, that like, oh my God, maybe, you know, I could get out there, I could do this, you know? And so, um, I, um, there, there was one problem I had though, cause I still had very little money. And so when I wanted to go somewhere, sometimes I, I took some like trips that were just kind of crazy, you know, they were, they weren't really planned. They're kind of spontaneous and I just kind of get an idea and I'm like, I'm going to go. And people thought I was crazy and I could like, like minimal budget, you know, so it was like, get there, you know, and then the rest is like, you know, no hotel, like no food, hardly any money for food or anything. It was super limited budget. And so, and I, and also I had limited space, you know, so I just had a backpack, which had my camera gear. And so I didn't have stuff for like a tent and uh, camping gear or anything like that. I had, I had room for that. So I had to like really rough it and endure the elements and, you know, like use trash bags for, uh, a little shelter. Uh, one right, time yeah, I, I, I spent a night in a trash bag <laughs> to protect myself from the rain. So things like that. And so I was like thinking, I started like thinking a lot, like if I, the only thing that's keeping me from really thriving is my, my inability to, to really, um, you know, deal with these discomforts, you know, whether it be cold or heat, hunger, uh, dehydration, you know, all these, those are things that limit our abilities. And so I just, I don't know. I just kind of like start testing myself in that. Like right now I'm cold. The sun is about to go down and I'm shivering a little bit, you know, but I know I'm not going to die. You know, <laughs> it's uncomfortable. And so I, I started, I started embracing discomforts. And so I did things, crazy things like that. You know, like I've spent nights like this rock, you know, I could spend a night out here. I've spent many nights. I did not sleep. I just shivered at night. You know, and so it was like, but I was able to be at an incredible place, incredible view, which I'm going to show you right now. You know, there is the sun going Woo! down. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at those mountains. Oh, my God. Nice. It, it, it's so beautiful. And, um, <laughs> unbelievable. And so awesome. I love that sight. But you can't drive to this location. You have to hike. Now, there's there's a certain um, amount of discomforts you got to deal with in order to get to some places and, and appreciate this kind of beauty. So I started just, you know, really practicing that and started learning about survival. And, and uh, I was fascinated that even though I suffered a lot, you know, um, in many ways, it, it showed me where my, my limits were. I think it's very important to know your limits because everyone's different. It's very different what you can take versus what I can take everybody's very different. So it's important to know, you know, how much water do you need? You know, when the weather is 80 degrees and 20% humidity, you know, th th little things like that. And so, um, 
So that um, I was doing these trips and taking pictures and and selling it and started making money at that in, in a little bit. Um, and then uh, you know I moved up a little bit. I lived in an office for a while. <laughs> and uh, and mind you, there was, there was no kitchen. There was no bathroom in the office. It was on the floor. Um, and so I had to uh, just uh, be very flexible, you know. And um, I started doing YouTube at that time also. And um, I also, also was looking at uh, my age, you know. I was in my mid-40s. And... You know, I still had this dream of I, I want to be in nature as much as possible and really just simple. You know, I, I, I lost the desire for really material things. And uh, I, I just wanted to be healthy and see this um, amazing uh, experience, God's amazing creation and and uh, depend more on the land for my, my sustenance, my food and and making things, I absolutely love <laughs> making things out of natural materials. It's it's beautiful. So I started doing YouTube um, channel more, and um, I started with doing adventure videos, and it was growing slowly. But I really got to a point where I didn't think I had much of a future <laughs> in this in this society, and. Um, I started getting more into like doing the primitive <clears throat> type of uh, videos where you're not using anything that no modern tools or, or equipment. And I knew that was popular on YouTube and, and I, I was fascinated by it. And as always, I've always had a great interest in Native American culture. And when you're talking about survivors, I always felt that the best survivalists are the natives. You know, they knew it all, They, you know, and someone might call me an expert. I don't even close to call myself an expert because a 15-year-old native boy knows way more than me, you know. And so I, I've only been doing this a lot, you know, for a few years. So, uh, so yeah, I started doing these YouTube videos and uh, making things out of Adobe and, and – uh, and just learning about my environment, it's just so fascinating. You can just take a, a small piece of land like this and you start digging in the dirt. You start, you know, breaking branches and t testing the fruit, the seeds. And there's just so much you can, you can do. It can, it can provide you with so much. And um, that just fascinated me more and more. And, and then my dream was to just, get some land in the future, build a little hut or something, <laughs> you know, and, you know, just be totally, totally off the grid, self, self-sustaining. Yeah. And, um, and so that, uh, ended up my YouTube channel two years ago, just took off. One of the videos went crazy viral and, um, and that really uh, was a, the big turning point because what that did, because prior to that, I, I had jobs, I was working all the time. My health was actually going down. I was having injuries, physical injuries. At the, the day that the YouTube video went viral, I think it was that same day that I tore my bicep tendon. I was doing um, several jobs. I, had, uh, I did ride sharing, I did a little bit of modeling, and I was doing furniture moving. And... Uh, 
busy schedule, not exercising enough. Anyways, I tore my bicep. I had in my left arm, then my right elbow had a lot of pain. My back had tons of pain. Uh, my hip, my knees, everything was hurting. And I'm like, man, this is, I'm not going to be able to go much longer, you know? And then, and then boom, that channel, that YouTube channel went crazy. And, and I was able to make money at that to be able to support my family. And then it gave me this amazing liberty that I, I just feel so blessed that I can just go out here and, and really pursue what I wanted to do for so long. Yeah. And it, I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. And there's just so much. I, I won't live long enough, not even close. A thousand years won't be enough to be able to experience and learn all that, that, that I desire to learn. There's just so much, you know? Yeah, there, it's, it's an That's infinite knowledge base for, for even, like you said, a hundred yard by a hundred yard square to learn yes. everything contained just in that one small ecosystem would take multiple lifetimes. It's absolutely there's, there's so much contained there, but the the draw for me is you're never gonna run out of stuff to do. No, there's no. always gonna be something there. It's gonna be like okay, I figured out acorn bread is the bomb, and it has oh, every yeah. nutrient ever. What's next? What do I mix with it? Can I mix this with it? How do I yep. cook it? Can I make it into a stew? Can I use it for bread? You know, there's just always, always new stuff. Yeah, that's, you mentioned acorn. I, I harvested, I found about five pounds of acorns. I picked uh, wow. on my way up here. I got a bunch of Manzanita berries. Um, it's all down there <laughs> where I was. Sorry, and you see, we're gonna have a problem here. I gotta bring the torches because the sun is down. And so it's gonna get dark. Dude, we can um, wait for you. We, we can wait for you. We can make this work however it needs to work, Chad. This is your world. We're just here. To, yeah, I appreciate here to it. I'm, it. I'm so sorry it didn't work down there. It was like perfect. I had it all set up. No, so no, um, I should fun. probably do that right now. My I'm man. back. I'm back, man. Awesome. You got all your stuff with you. Yeah, I got most of it. Dude, I got so many good questions from the chat for you. Whenever you're ready and settled down, I'm going to fire you with the best questions you've ever heard. <laughs> All right, hold on. <laughs> All right. Hold on a second here. Get warmed up and settled in, and, and we'll, get, we'll get to it. There's my five pounds of acorns. Nice. <sighs> good stuff. They're starting to rot. It's late in the season. Right. You got to pick them up. Got to pick them up. They're starting to rot. Some of these are bad, but most of them are good. Yeah, it was funny. I was uh, teaching a class in Ohio, and I was we were doing acorn flour. And I had uh -huh. my sister bite into – she's actually in the chat right now. She bit into her first acorn ever and came out with a worm. And I was like – The worm is good. It's a bonus. I was like, I was like that's protein, man. Yes. That's protein. Yes. <laughs> yeah, man, that's, that's a bonus. Okay, let's see here. So, Chad, real quick, something you mentioned earlier, you were saying that video that blew up, what was it? I, I want to check it out and I want to make sure. Oh, you haven't seen it? Um, yeah, it's got like 87 million views. <laughs> What's it called? It's called 
it was done two years ago. Or yeah, two years ago. First wait, first primitive year at the hut. Oh, I have seen that one. Yeah, you have. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. And I, um, I figured at that point you're already a star. No, that's the one that made me. <laughs> that's awesome. yeah. No, that's an epic video. That one is. Uh, that one is awesome. And, yeah, uh, but you know, when I look back, because I, I just I've learned so much since then. I feel kind of, kind of stupid when I see that video. But I, I think a lot of people uh, do that. You know, they see their older videos or whatever, and like, they don't like the way they look, or, or, uh, you know, they 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 know they they're they're not nearly as good as they were as they are now. So yeah. All righty. So yeah, go ahead. Shoot out. Uh... Okay, another one, and it could be multiple. There could be multiple answers, but another one was out, out, another one I was thinking as well is what when you said you were starting to eat bugs. What's your favorite bug? Oh yeah, pounds yeah. I saw pounds. that. I saw that uh, question. If you had um, five pounds of one bug in that bag, and it wasn't acorns. It was bugs. What bug do you want it to be? Um, I was first introduced to bugs, insects, um, from some friends in, Mex in uh, from Mexico, Oaxaca, that I worked with many years ago, and they brought me a bag of chapulines, grasshoppers. Grasshoppers. And they're roasted, uh, and um, and it was so, it's so weird because I remember trying the first one, You're, like looking at it, like uh, it was like really hard to do. I did it like. Mm. Not bad, you know, but I felt like accomplished. I ate a bug, you know, <laughs> and uh, I remember taking a, taking them to my coworkers and seeing who will eat one and who won't. And then um, I started eating those grasshoppers all the time. And then it was several years later. God, this is beautiful. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was several years later that I... Um, Nice. I was, I was out uh, just hiking or something, and I came across some grass, a grasshopper or something. I captured it, and I just ate it. I just, I just put it in my mouth, shoot it, ate it alive. You know, it's, like, it's no big deal, you know. And um, I, I, I did a little bit of research on insects and stuff, and discovered. I mean, the natives. It was a very common food source. You know, it's very, very common to eat grasshoppers, ants, crickets, uh, grubs, you know. So um, I started, uh, you know, regularly eating grasshoppers and <laughs> sometimes crickets um, and then the acorn worms. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I might have a basket of them and, and then you'll see a worm crawling out like on the table or something and... <laughs> And there might be other people there, and I'll grab the worm. I'll just eat it. <laughs> like, ah! It doesn't. It really doesn't have any taste. It's more of the texture because it kind of pops when you bite into it. it goes, right. <laughs> you know. But um, insects are a very nutritious food source, and totally. I've actually never cooked any. I always eat them raw, live, like ants. Well, ants, I did. Uh, I roasted some before. Ants, you gotta be careful though. It's best to kill them because I had one bite my tongue before, and that yeah. hurt. <laughs> you can also do ants like in uh, boiling water a lot of times because you can get. A, oh yeah, it's like ants can be tough to pick one out, 
at a time, right? Because they're not yeah. big like a grasshopper. So uh-huh. You can kind of put them in a can with water. And, uh, yeah, they, they are a little tricky to harvest. Um, I found that uh, putting some bait right at their at the hole, like in the desert, you'll see these mounds, yeah. these holes, and, and uh, you put some food around there, and they come out. They swarm. And then you can, uh, when they're all agitated, you just like put, put a stick on the ground, especially if it's got covered with a little bit of food on it, sweet, like honey or something. And uh, they'll cover that stick and they take them and then scrape them off into a container. Um, I was putting them on a rock and then smashing them. Yeah. <laughs> and then I roasted them in the sun. <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of work for a, a small amount of food. That's why, you know, yeah. a it larger does. animal or more sought after. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But it's always good to, to change it up time and time again. So as you, as you, eat these new foods, whether, you know, acorns are incredibly nutritious, uh, yeah. berries, and you had all these health issues. Did you see from point A where you're driving an Uber, you're sedentary, you're eating McDonald's or whatever you were eating versus now you're traveling all these miles and eating wild food. How did your health change from, from the Uber driver to Chad's Uber YouTube outdoorsman? Well, I never ate McDonald's or anything like that. I, uh, <laughs> I w- I've never in since I was quite young. I mean, I rarely had uh, fast food then. Uh, but in recent decades, it's I, I prepare meals. That's a, a big part of my time is spent preparing food. So I've, I love buying whole ingredients and preparing it. Um, and then uh, when I was driving a lot, however. It, it wasn't the food that was the problem. It was a sedentary lifestyle. Yeah. It was sitting as, you know, 8, 10, 12. I, one day I drove 15 hours. And I was doing this uh, typically six days a week and barely getting by. I mean, I was, you know, the pace sucked. <laughs> it was just, and I started having just pain and like my shoulder would hurt from always being on, on the wheel like that, right? From being mm-hmm. in one position. My left, uh, my right leg, the hamstring, because it's on the gas pedal, it doesn't really move or bend at all. It just yeah. hurt. It would hurt. And it got to a point where I felt like I was like 90 years old, you know, trying to get into the vehicle, like real slow and stuff, my back hurting, and my neck at times. It, it was just awful. It was awful, you know? And I saw my health just declining in that respect. And that's when I was, I was doing moving jobs too. And so I'd go and, you know, I'd be sedentary for a few hours, then I'd go and lift, you know, something, you know, to me and another guy lifting something that's, you know, 300 pounds. And, you know, you suddenly go into that, and that's where I was, that's where I was breaking myself down, um, getting the injuries. And uh, so, um, I mean, even then, I would go on trail runs and collect native foods, um, not as much as I do now. Cause I didn't have that much time, but, uh, today, I mean, I just, my body demands movement, mm-hmm. um, mo- lots of movement, you know, and be like the way I'm sitting right now, you know, it's so different from sitting in a vehicle or at a desk where it's the yep. same exact position every single day, you know? So you're out in nature 
you sit on one rock one day, you sit on a different rock, it has a different shape, you know, everything's different, you know? And so you're, you're always, uh, it keeps you flexible, <laughs> but For I sure. work out. I, I, um, I'll lift weights. I'll, I do a lot of, uh, calisthenics workouts, you know, a lot of body weight exercises. I run, uh, I swim a little bit. Um, I do, I try to do a lot, you know, stretching, you know, hanging, climbing trees, climbing trees is a fantastic exercise. Absolutely. That works so many muscles, yeah. you know, and every tree is different, you know? So it's not like being on a, you know, on a, a playground at a school, you know, where everything's the same distance, you know, the trees at different angles and everything, different textures of the bark, you know, it's just great thing, the great exercise. I love it. <laughs> that's my, that's my go-to is anything that's hanging or climbing trees is, is my favorite. And it's, uh, one thing people don't realize if you're not out there a lot is I'll be at one spot and there'll be four or five different good climbing, hanging pull-up trees. Yeah, they absolutely. All have different thicknesses and different grips. So, like each time that you get onto one, it's a completely and also angles. So a lot of times you'll be pulling, <laughs> yeah. but it's like right. your arm is is doing all the pulling. So it's not like so, in, hey. in a gym where each rep is a repetition. It's everything is different each time. I don't know. Right now, the sound went off. All right, we're gonna try this more time while Chad starts his fire. What an episode man this has just been it's almost like a, a thriller just can chad get connected and survive at the same time it's awesome all right so part of having guests that like to live in the woods uh, occasionally you lose signal um and we had some technical difficulties the rest of this episode is mainly just chad rapid firing and answering all of your guys questions so enjoy all right my age is 48. Uh, my own clothes. Um, yeah, some. I'm, I'm actually, I am intending to make some pants here soon. And, uh, and a shirt. And right now, I'm at an undisclosed location in Southern California. Is there hope for us in our 50s? Uh, yeah. If you're talking about, what do you mean, your health? Um, there is, you've got to eat well. And I can, I, I always say, make your own meals as, as, as often as possible because you need the raw ingredients, unprocessed, no artificial ingredients, nature. The way to health is nature. If you just think nature, is this from nature? Is this close to nature? The closer you can get to nature, the healthier you're going to be. Uh, what's your favorite wood to cook with? You know, I've never really thought about that. I just use whatever's available. Um, often I cook in like the desert. Wait, there's a, there's a, I'm trying to think. There's this, there is a wood that I do like. I don't remember which, which one it is. Favorite on the move food. Okay, good. That, you know, that's a good question. Favorite on the move food. Um, dry meat and seeds, dry meat and seeds. Um, protein is very important and, um, I am not vegan. I'm not vegetarian. Uh, I consume a lot of protein and, and I think that's very important. It's meant a lot for, for me. 
Do you miss anything? I don't. I, I miss being out here. And actually, uh, I do go to the city because I have family and I, I do my video editing in the city. Um, but I get depressed in the city. I really do. Do I hunt big game? I have not hunted big game. Not yet. I've done a lot of fishing since I was a child. I've, uh, the biggest game I ever hunted was a rattlesnake and an octopus <laughs> with a spear. Que lugar es ese, bro? Este lugar es un lugar en las montañas entre la costa y el desierto del de sur de California. Ooh. Oh, this is so cool. This is such an awesome place. And fire just makes it so just legit, you know? <laughs> um, am I cold? Yeah, actually, I am kind of cold right now. Um, originally, I was all set up down there and had, had these on, um, on poles in the ground. And uh, so I have my hands free, but <laughs> uh, so I'm, yeah, I am a little cold. I'm actually shivering. I'm going to set my torches down now that they seem to be going good. Once they get hot enough, then uh, there's a, just a slight breeze. And so you, they need to be burning good and uh, so that the breeze doesn't blow it out. And I also have here a little candle. This candle is made out of beeswax. Oh, um, no, I'm not filming a video at this exact moment. However, uh, before before we did this, um, I did. I was filming a video. The video is about these berries, Manzanita berries I got. And so um, I, I just uh, – I have seen these uh, for a couple of years, but this particular location has an abundance – and so I was able to very quickly harvest a lot, and I've uh, been uh, using it for my cooking. Um, I grind it down into a powder. It's really good. My favorite way, though, is to make it a drink. You smash the manzanita berries, and then you uh, cook them in water at a, at a low temperature. I don't boil it. I just get it so it's nice, really hot and steamy, and let it uh, cook like that for like half an hour. And then you drain it out, and oh, it tastes so good. Um, I want to do a fermented drink with it in the future. So um, I'm going to be doing some more stuff with that. And, of course, my lovely acorns as well. I've got – I'm going to be doing a lot of different recipes with these as well. Right now my favorite is pancakes with acorn flour mixed with desert palm fruit. It's fantastic. It really is good. So uh, – and I'm always finding new stuff, so I'm going to get some more – different food sources and uh, I want to do some hunting I really really do and um, I'm going to make some clothes here soon uh, do I ever take sick days well I really never get sick I mean there are times when I get tired and uh, I have a problem that I don't want to relax I'm always doing something like I have all this yucca cordage or yucca fibers and i'm like i'm like cleaning these and um preparing them so i can make more cordage which i'm using for so many other projects i i have 600 feet of cordage 
that I've made out of these yucca fibers. 600 feet that's going to be used in another project for a hammock, actually. I want to make a hammock. Nice. Uh, uh, so uh, that's going to be really cool. Um, hammock would be sick. So, but sick days, uh, no. I don't, I, I don't really... I'm always doing stuff. You know why? Because it's like, I'm going to die one day. It's going to all, I'm, I got to take advantage every day, you know, That's in right. a reasonable manner. You know, I do sleep. I find that getting seven, eight hours sleep is really, really important. Let me see. I'm going to go back, see what the question was. Do I live in the hut or actually have a house? Yeah. I actually have an apartment for my family. So, uh, I love going to the hut. The hut is like where I actually feel more home. It's because I, I guess because I built it, I made it. Um, it's incredible. Uh, I'm going to be doing another, I'm going to start a new series here pretty soon on another piece of land. And I'm going to uh, uh, start my own, my little, uh, my little uh, community of one person. <laughs> um, oh, but why, by the way, there's something I was a project I was working on at the hut that uh, it's uh, I got running water at the hut now. <laughs> so that video is going to be coming out tomorrow, I think. Hopefully tomorrow. Latest will be Friday morning. Um, I st I'm still editing it. By the way, it takes me like 12 hours to edit one video that's like 15 minutes long. So it's an awful lot of work. And, and so uh, please understand that uh, making videos is um, makes survival or in all this stuff like three times more difficult, you know. Um, my basket. I'm glad you like my baskets. This this basket, for example, this took 15 hours for me to make. 15 hours. <laughs> I mean, thumbs and fingers are tired. I mean, I really appreciate the work that these uh, some of these native women do in these small villages in other countries. That you know they work with this stuff days, hours, every day. Their fingers are so strong because this is a it, weaving is a really good finger workout, finger and thumb workout. Also working with clay, you know, kneading the clay, great workout. Uh, yeah, you're going to love the sink, April. Uh, another, okay, let me go back here. Uh, the prim primitive heating system works just fine. It works good. A lot of people uh, criticized it because it's, it's not the most efficient, and reason is because of my living space in the hut is so small. But in this climate where it's at is is um it doesn't get that cold you know so it works just fine just fine for for my purposes uh the artwork on the wall uh several people have asked about it and uh two people actually almost figured it out um almost 100 percent. it's uh those are mayan glyphs mayan hieroglyphics um i have a lot of interest in mayan culture the ancient Mayan culture. So, but I'm not going to tell you what it means. <laughs> Got to figure it out. <laughs> what do I do before primitive? Um, I, I did many things. Um, I worked as uh, my very first job was helping my dad in the swimming pool plastering business. I, uh, I worked at Rally's Hamburgers. In high school, then um, I worked at a manufacturing company for a number of years. 
I uh, started doing a little bit of photography. I did sales. I did telemarketing. I did uh, pizza delivery. I did, I was a supervisor in a company, a manufacturing company. I, uh, I did a little bit of acting. I pursued acting for several years. Never, I mean, I had small parts in a lot of different movies um, or, or background, extra work. Um, a lot of that is how I, 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 I owe to, um, to my videos. I mean, it gave me a lot of inspiration seeing how, um, you know, the cinema photography and how the directors worked and, and mm -hmm. stuff, you know, and so I absolutely love photography. I have for many years and I did photography, but doing it as a business just wasn't that fun. It wasn't exciting. Um, this, like this scene we have right now, this is the kind of stuff I like to photograph. I like to see video of. Absolutely. Yeah. This is incredible. This is so gorgeous. The, the, the effect, the lighting effect of a fire is just, it's just so beautiful Amazing. it's just oh my god i just ah oh, and it's warm it's 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 helping you know what i gotta say something this is something i learned about the deer skin the buck skin and stuff it doesn't burn very very easy you know it's it's not like your cotton clothes you know i mean i could put this in the flame and and nothing it's fine yeah it's great you know so it's very safe um what is you know, anyway? What did you do before primitive? So yeah, that was before primitive. I did a bunch of a whole bunch of stuff. <sighs> oh, I need a pillow right now. You know, I did make a couple pillows. <laughs> oh, that this is beautiful. You know, it's gonna be kind of a pain in the ass walking down this mountain though in the dark. <laughs> it's a little muddy and a little steep in parts. Yeah. Oh, here we go. We do have more. How is Rufo? You know, Rufo's great. He's uh, he's quite a character. He's got a personality. Rufo. I don't like part human, I think. But <laughs> um, it, it, it's funny. He is definitely not really physically adapted to uh, the outdoor life. Um, but um, I, I take him out there once in a while, and he has a great time. He's fine. But his, his long fur gets a lot of stuff stuck in it. <laughs> but you know what? Like a big um, I think I'm going to cut that fur and I'm going to make something out of it. Any workout tips for getting bigger and stronger? You know, it's really simple. The concept of, is simple, but the effort is immense. Okay, so effort is where it's all at. Your discipline and your effort. So to gain muscle, to get bigger and stronger... You have to, one, work out hard, heavy weight helps. And, you know, heavy lifting exercises such as deadlifts and squats, the heavy ones, they really promote muscle growth. And you need to eat a lot. You really do. Now, everyone's everyone's has different genetics. For me, it was always difficult to gain weight. I was always very skinny. Mm -hmm. So um, I had to be more strict. I had to... Of course, I'm not big, but I'm I'm in decent shape, especially considering my age. Um, but yeah, a lot a lot of protein. If you just follow, you know, what some other professionals do, you know, any of the professional bodybuilders, they they consume high amounts of protein. They really do. Nikon. Yeah, I've always used Nikon. It's I can't say that I'm not I'm not saying like oh, Canon is is 
is not up to par to Nikon or nothing. That's just what I've always used. And to change system, it just doesn't make sense, you know. So Canon might be better. I don't know. Live in Amazonia. I went to Amazonia one time. Are um, are you are you Brazilian? Is that Felipe? Are you Brazilian? Você é brasileiro? Eu fui à Amazônia uma vez, a Manaus, no no rio 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 Urubu. I went to the Urubu River in um, it's a tributary of the Amazon. Back in 2015, it was a phenomenal experience. <laughs> um, we I landed in Manaus, and uh, then we drove. Uh, a, a uh, someone drove us. Uh, me and these other guys that were also doing the same tour, two and a half hours to the river, Rio Urubu. And then from there, we took a boat like an hour north on the river to this little, it's it's a resort, but it's like, it's it's uh, rather primitive. Um, it's totally disconnected off the grid, no cell phone, um, generators, uh, solar panels that produce electricity. And um, I was there for five days i think five or six days it was so cold though because we did a uh we had a guide his name is jungle james jungle james that uh took us on this uh camping hiking adventure for two nights in the jungle and we took a little uh a canoe uh up up river and then we got out and we just hiked and we slept in hammocks under the trees nice it was, it was, it was phenomenal it was really cool <laughs> the primitive with the latest technology. I seriously though, I get so pissed off at technology. We do not get along. I have zero patience for technology. You know, when you know you pay a bunch of money and, and, and all these high tech companies and stuff. So w I expect the technology to work if I'm going to use it. You know, I expect it to be flawless. <laughs> so I have when there's problems, I have zero patience. You know, whereas, and, and it's like, oh, I just, I just want to be like primitive. I don't want any of this, you know? There's been times I just want to be totally disconnected off of social media. And I'm only here for you guys, because really, it's just, it's, I don't know, man. It's, it's a big distraction, you know? And, but it's, it, I mean, it's cool to be able to connect with people. I mean, this, that's how I met Ryan, you know? And, you know, it's just, uh, there's, you know, several, people that I've connected with and uh, or learned from, you know, so it, it has its uh, pluses, but, <laughs> but uh, it, it annoys me at times. Let's see. Any snakes out there? Well, not right now. This time of year, they're hibernating. Uh, I don't see snakes too often. I mean, I do. This is the kind of area where um, I see them most often. I'm most likely to see snakes because, uh, there's just a lot of rattlesnakes out here, especially. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I uh, not at this time of year. Not going to see them. Me on Bear Grylls. What kind of shows does Bear Grylls do even right now? I like. I, I don't watch TV or nothing. I'm not sure what's even out there. You know, even just this one little candle, you can feel the heat. You know, just kind of. It's enough heat to just take the chill off. What hieroglyphics? Oh, there's hieroglyphics. You're gonna find it, huh? <laughs> You shoot Nikon. Good, good. Good, good. Let's see. Oh, did I play any sports when I was younger? Yes. Um, when I was very young, I did soccer. 
I love soccer. I wanted to be pro, but, but I was growing slower than the other kids. And so it got to a point where I just felt like I just felt so little and small and, and I didn't play anymore. And then in high school, I was kind of an introvert and stuff. And I just, I just did running. I did cross country running. Um, and, but again, I was kind of, I was small when I started high school, even when I was a junior, I got picked on by freshmen. <laughs> it's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> you know, I did get, had some bully issues when I was younger. Uh, natural insect repellent advice. Yeah. Fire. Fire is great. Insect repellent. Um, but yeah, a campfire I've, yeah, every time that I've had a campfire, like in the, in the jungle or wherever, never had an issue with mosquitoes. But um, there are some ointments you can make, uh, probably buy. I ended up making my own, and I tested it out in a jungle in Mexico, in Chiapas, Mexico. And, um, yeah, when we used it, it kept the mosquitoes away. And also the, the uh, no-seam bugs or biting midgets, bite, biting midges. Um, I have, I have a video I did several years ago where I show how I made it and, um, it's made out of the base is coconut oil and I put a bunch of, uh, essential herbs such as citronella, uh, I think eucalyptus, rosemary, but citronella was, is the main one. Um, so yeah, you make it pretty strong with that and you just rub it on your skin. And so it, it worked. It did. It definitely worked. Snake Island Adventures. Um, you know, I wanted to go back there, but they have pretty strict travel restrictions right now. Um, but when I look back at that series, I was like, I knew nothing. I was like, but I was so, the reason I did that was because on that series, that was the third time there. The first time I went there was a phenomenal experience where I went to take pictures and stuff, like I was talking about earlier at the beginning of this of this chat. And um, I, 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 I slept out on the ground. I had no shelter for a week. Um, I was covered in mosquito bites. I barely ate anything. I ate, I lived on coconuts and leaves. And a little bit of of um, of a mollusk, uh, um, chitons are called. I ate some of those raw, and uh, but not much. It was it was like in a whole week. It was like the size of like one large plate of food. You know, like one big meal spread out over an entire week. And uh, I had I had really phenomenal experiences though out there. It was really amazing. It was so beautiful. The things I saw hiking around the island. And, um, and there were times where I thought I might die. I really did. There were like things that were really, I think, miraculous that happened. There's dehydration. and But that was part of my learning experience where I got to learn about myself was through that suffering. And it gave me such an appreciation of nature and the whole survival concept. You know, because, you know, if you don't, if you've never done it, if you've never practiced survival and stuff, because most people have are very naive. And I certainly was. I remember a, just before year 2000, okay, 1999, everyone's talking about Y2K. 
all the computers were going to stop working. Everything, everything was going to shut down and, and stop working, you know? And we were going to go into just this chaos, right? That's what a lot of people thought. And I was like, yeah, maybe, you know? But I kind of thought like, oh, I'll just go out and catch squirrels to eat or something like that. You know, it's easy, pretty easy to say what you're going to do. But I had zero training or preparation or experience in any of that, you know? But I just thought, I'll just go do this or do that if, you you know, the if the whole system breaks fails, you know, but um, no, it's, it's not like that. You really have to do it. And there's a big difference between knowing how or being like educated in how to do something and having the experience of doing something. It's a huge difference. difference. I can tell you that from my own experience, (laughs) like making pottery from the clay is like years of problems. And you know, and even recently, I was having problems. I was reaching out to, to people on Instagram and YouTube. And I was sharing my failures. Mm-hmm. And then people that had advice were responding. And I learned a lot from that. You know, but I just realized it's, it's, a, it's a lifetime of knowledge, of learning. You know, so I'm very, I don't believe much in the current educational system. It's very ineffective. You know, books, read just put this knowledge in your head, you'll forget it. If you don't use it, if you don't have the experience, it's just, it's just useless. It's a waste. Yeah. It's sad. You know, that's our modern world. Come visit upstate New York. Yeah. Someone else invited me up there. Um, yeah, I know. There's so many places I want to go. I just, uh, who knows? Maybe I will. I don't like travel. In airplanes or any other modern means, um, especially these days. But uh, we'll see. Maybe, maybe I will go. Does my family ever come out to the hut? Very few people have seen the hut. Um, um, no, they haven't yet. Only one time to see it, but not. To like do anything there <laughs> it's been great man i wish you could hear me <clears throat> all right it has been great grab a screenshot grab a screenshot of this and send it to me all right i will i will do it hold on let me let me get on here and uh get a screenshot you ready peace out brother all right man thanks so much for coming on you my friend are wild love you guys thank you guys for bearing with all right